0: From lunch through to tea, this is afternoons with Staffy
1: on SENZ. City Life. Flashlights to that
0: Okay, more on this Adam Finua-Blake situation. As I said just before, the news just been broken out by, is it David Long? Yeah, David Long from Stuff has just said, I'll read it to you, Stuff understands an agreement was reached on Friday, that's today, that he would continue playing for the Warriors next season and his future at the club beyond that discussed at a later date. So, guardedly good news for Warriors fans. Let's go over to Australia now with the best... uh, story finder in the business of the nrl's tony adams better known as the mole, mole. Um this sent shockwaves through new zealand for 48 hours um, and i'd imagine it would have caused some ructions over in australia as well welcome in
1: yeah thanks daffy and uh, yeah it certainly did uh, there were clubs queuing up uh, fighting over each other as they do the moment that this news broke that um uh, the, the big fella was uh, looking to come. Uh, I don't know if we call it home, but uh, come back across the ditch. But um, I actually wrote overnight that um, it's it's not cut and dried, and that he he might be staying at the Warriors, and uh, looks looks like that's what'll happen. But I, I I think the safe bet is he'll stay for uh, 2024 and then uh, go to the highest bidder in Sydney.
0: You've probably seen this happen very often, Molly. What sort of um, stance do you feel like the Warriors would have had to take to get them to agree to another year?
1: Well, I think they would have... Um, I, I know they had a, a Zoom chat, uh, I imagine, with, with with him and his manager, and they probably would have said, look, you're, you're getting good money from us uh He's probably got the odd uh, third-party bonus. Uh, He's probably got some bonuses we don't even know about. So, uh, you know, I I, I think he he is the richest prop in the game. And they probably spelt all that out to him. And I don't know if at this late stage, um, with most clubs in Sydney having their rosters set, that they could um, give him that sort of money. And normally when a player changes clubs at this stage of the season as in, uh, you know, well into the off-season, um the, the club that he's leaving will kick in some money. Well, the, the Warriors obviously weren't going to do that. So it, it probably made it a little bit difficult for him. And
0: the the
1: Dragons, they, they were the first club to put up their hands. But, uh, you know, they certainly don't have a spare $800,000 in their salary cap, which is uh, what he's believed to be on. So uh, I, I, I think it probably came down to dollars and cents, uh both lots of cents, C E N T S and S E N S E. Um <laughs> they would have said you'll you you'll get the the money you want in Australia in twelve months, stay for us with, uh for a year. We, we we know you're you're having problems with your parents, but you'll you'll be in Sydney every few weeks, you know, they they probably made a few allowances, said you could you could stay a few extra days after games. Uh so they probably basically smoothed him a little bit, and um, you know, I guess you've got to put it down the good management from Cameron George. He uh, he came out yesterday and and said are you know he didn't didn't say anything outlandish. Uh, he just confirmed that uh, this situation had arisen, and he's obviously uh, smoothed it over. So. Uh, Cameron one, um, Adams management nil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's been speculation about this on compassionate grounds because that was the same statement that came out when he left Manly was for compassionate grounds. Uh, do we take it on face value? That's absolutely what it was.
1: Well, well, I'm being told that his his parents aren't well, and and you know so it takes a you know a, a, a brave or, or, or a callous person to to question something like that so you know i, I i'd take it at, at face value but it is a little odd I, I, i've never known of a player to to twice uh, change clubs for compassionate grounds uh so uh it, it, it is a little bit of a strange one but um you know for, for the warriors you know they 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 can't scream bloody murder can they because uh you know that this is the way they got him so uh um it's probably a good compromise that he stays another year that that gives the Warriors time to find a, a big man to replace him um you know so I, I think probably everyone's happy I think Adam himself would realize that he, he's left them in a in a giant hole if he did pack his bags and go straight away and you know one one year well really it's It's, you know, up until next August, September, depending how well the Warriors go. um, And then he can uh, go wherever he likes. So, you know, I I think it's the the sensible outcome and, and the fairest outcome for everyone.
0: We're talking to Tony Adams, better known as The Mole, on Twitter. Do give him a follow. He breaks a lot of stories. Um, it give, does give a bit of a, oh, I was going to say stay of execution, but get, gives the Warriors another year because we looked at the supermarket shelves that if Adam Fanua Blake was to leave and we needed someone for 2024, the shelves were bare. Does it get better shopping for the Warriors with uh, looking for a 2025 replacement? And, and what sort of stock would be available?
1: Well, the bottom line is Adam's probably, you know, his value um, as in monetary value uh, as the richest prop in the game is probably justified. I mean, I I can't think of a a better front rower in in the league than him. So, you know, wherever they go, it's going to be a a step down, but it does give them that that invaluable, you know, 12 months. We've got a lot, lot of players just came onto the market uh, on November 1, uh, which is the date when you can talk to players who are coming off contract at the end of next year, which I think is a, a crazy rule because you know we're going to have players signing for 2025 in the next few weeks. And for all we know, the, the Warriors might find themselves a, a front rower um, you know, in the next few weeks. But I don't know any, anyone who can do what AFB can do um, who's off contract and willing to um, to switch clubs. So it's going to be a, a massive blow, but the, the blow has, has certainly been softened a bit, uh, knowing that he'll he'll be there next year.
0: Who who amongst the teams in Australia? Like we talked about, um, rosters are reasonably full. Caps are just about at the top. Could it be a situation where if he was to go, they would move someone aside to make way for salary cap? Or contractually, can they not do that?
1: Yeah, well, that, they would have to. But um, it, it's also difficult to, to move a player at at this late stage because, again, you, you've got the same situation where you'd have to move someone on on pretty good money uh, and where does he go? Um, England is an option but of course a, a lot of players don't want to go to England and, and a player can dig his heels in and say hey just a minute I've got a legally binding contract to play with say the the Bulldogs the Dragons or the Roosters and I, I think they were probably the, the three clubs who would have been uh, most likely to to sign uh, Adden um, I know actually the, the Roosters were going to let uh, one of your Kiwi boys, Jared Wirra Hargraves, go this year. He's getting near the end of his career, although they were going to let him go for next year, I should say. But he played so well for them, um in 2023 that he's earned himself an extra 12 months. And uh, the the Roosters would probably be looking over the last few days and saying, "Damn, you know, if, <laughs> if we'd known this situation, we would we would have let Jared go because he's, uh, you know." approaching the the mid thirties and uh getting old and cranky uh but still playing good footy but certainly not playing the the sort of football that Adams playing so the the salary cap is very much a a juggling act as you know and um you know to to get rid of a, a player on big money at this stage and find a club where he can go uh is not easy so um you know, clubs find ways to do it. Uh, you know, these these clubs are, are, are pretty smart and pretty sneaky. Like the the Dragons straight away seem to have a an eight hundred thousand dollar hole. I don't, I don't know where they found that, but uh, you know they they found a way. So uh, he, he certainly would have had some suitors, but probably not on exactly the the same money he's on at the Warriors um, when it's generally conceded. As I keep saying, he's the he's the number one prop in the game as far as money goes and
0: last thing molly um well the salary cap continually to continue to incrementally Increase because I I remember when Jason Tomalolo got the 10 year million dollars a year, and that was eye watering stuff. We now have quite a few million dollar players. And you know, how long before we see one and a half million dollar players without punishing, you know, sort of your 12th ranked player in the squad? Will the rich keep getting richer and and the middle and lesser paid players will stay the same? How do do you see the structure of salary caps and, and salaries in the NRL?
1: Yeah, well, it, it it comes down to uh, the negotiations between the NRL and the, and the Players Association, and we saw how ugly that got uh, this year mm. to get the current deal, and obviously the salary cap went up. Uh, I can't tell you from memory how many years that's for. I think it's for two or three, so for the next couple of years, it'll remain stable, but... You, you can bet, uh, you know, the the game's very healthy, you know, it, it's growing, it's it's really, uh, as you know, taking a, a stronger foothold in the Pacific Islands, um, you know, we, which, uh, you know, we, we keep hearing Papua New Guinea will be the 18th team, mm. we get another team, that means we get more broadcast money uh, into the coffers and, and that's spread evenly among all the clubs and the NRL, so uh, the, the game's doing well financially, so it, it's... Only a matter of time and and how well the the Players Association handles the the next um, uh, rights deal and and the next salary cap. But, uh, you know, I I think it's like the value of real estate on Sydney Harbour. It's only going to go one way and that's up and up. So, uh, you know, and good luck for the players. They they deserve it. But uh, as you brought up, there is a disparity that the top players certainly get uh well compensated and it's those players in in the lower brackets you know that the 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 bottom level of, of your 30 man squad who are, are probably you know going to struggle a bit still you know they they might get a, a, a couple of hundred thousand which sounds good money to uh, to uh, the blokes digging ditches but you, you've got to remember that uh They're only in this game for a short time and uh, Mm. their body does take tremendous punishment. And uh, so, you know, three or four years on on that sort of money and then they're they're out in the real world. So uh, it's certainly tough for the the guys who aren't the superstars, let's put it that way.
0: Mm. Brilliant to chat as always, Tony. uh, Moley, I should say, the mole on Twitter. Go and follow him. He's got all the yarns. Uh, Really enjoy our chats. Thanks for joining us today.
1: My pleasure, Staffy. There he
0: is, the Mole. Give him a follow on Twitter. Um, We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk some beach volleyball.